Today, my guest is Marty Hipsch. Marty joins me from Brisbane, Australia, where he's the CEO and founder of Aussie Web. Marty, welcome to the program. G'day, Wayne. Good to see you again. Now, Monty, today we're involved in this idea of domain authorities and how Google recognises individuals as being an authority in their own domain of activity and consequently rewards them with search results. So today, I guess to some uh, manner of speaking, we're going to use our own dog food or eat our own dog food. We're going to use the tools that we recommend other people use to create this domain authority. So we're going to use YouTube interviews to create a domain authority and have you recognised by Google's algorithm as the authority in your own domain. Great, absolutely. Now, Monty, you've spoken about Hub and Spoke before. Fill in how this YouTube video fits into the model. Yeah, that's a great question, uh, Wayne. The, the, the Google Hub and, Hub and Spoke method that we've talked in the past is all about original content being distributed uh, in, in different formats to different sites that have authority on the internet or that are recognized by Google as being valuable. Sites like LinkedIn and Twitter and iTunes and, and YouTube, of course. But the issue that Google struggles with is proof that the, the content that's provided and distributed in the hub and spoke method is actually original um, and, and, and to attribute it to an individual. You'd be familiar with the complaints about people having uh, pranked or false four or five star ratings on TripAdvisor and, and different platforms where they're, they're not real. So in this Q&A session, People see you, they see me, they hear our words, and they know that they're original content, not, not ghostwritten, not, I mean, it's, it's hard to fake this. Now, I understand that, that Google is now one of the world's authorities on detecting plagiarism and attributing authorship to the original author. Yep, you're absolutely right. They, they have tools and techniques uh, that and from one of their past algorithms, in fact, uh, was either the panda or the penguin, uh, in fact, did just that. It would look at your the text words and compare them to other words on the internet to determine whether they've been plagiarized or not. Now, I, I guess there's nothing says original more than uh, you with your lips moving and words coming out. That's got to be your, your content, hasn't it? Uh, for the most part, unless somebody else is scripting it. And unfortunately, uh, you know that I don't have a teleprompter here. We're, we're both ad-libbing this as we go. And I do say to people who are doing this, Monty, if you are an Oscar-winning actor, then by all means get a script and you can deliver it like it's perfect, original, emotive content. But if you're not an award-winning actor, and many, many of of my clients, and I guess your clients are not, they're just business people, then for goodness sake, don't try and deliver a script like you're an actor. Just tell your story with compassion and, and let the, the way you do business come through in your emotions and your voice. Absolutely. I'd actually take that one step further, Wayne, and I would say, while it's important that the quality of the interview uh, and the interviewer be uh, good and accurate, uh, at the same time, if it's overproduced, uh, people get suspicious. If all of a sudden there's, you know, 
quaffed hair and makeup and, and all of this, they think, oh, mate, this is, this is being made specifically to uh, entice me in. And it lacks that genuineness of somebody who actually is passionate about their topic, knows it, and wants to share what they let know. Monty, are you saying that my hair and makeup isn't showing through? <laughs> Your hair and makeup is wonderful. Monty, I have noticed that Facebook has become very good at facially recognizing people. Is it a possibility that Google's using that same sort of algorithm, even with videos, to recognize who is the original author by being able to facially recognize you as a speaker? Yeah, yes, the technology exists. The ability to use it exists. Uh, I think Google has taken a, uh, a less active approach than Facebook has just because of issues about uh, concerns about privacy and invasiveness. I mean, it's a very interesting and cool technology, but at the same time, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, I've, I've not seen any sign that uh, Google are using it on YouTube, but I guess maybe they're just not telling me. They do have those algorithms. You can see it in how they index photos, and they can take the photos that you load up, and they'll identify what the content is and what the dog is and what breed it is. And so the technology exists to do that to a greater extent with the humans and, and our, our face. Uh, but again, I think it's an issue of uh, maybe a little bit too early or a little bit too threatening. Now, Monty, in order to you know, use video like this to improve your rankings in the search engines, and that's what we're talking about at, at core, um, isn't that the kind of thing that Google wants to stop? <laughs> well, there's a yes and a no answer to that question. Um, Google is still fundamentally looking for the best user experience. And so they, they want to have a search result that indicates who is the what we, what we have talked about as the domain authority or, or an expert in their field of knowledge. Um, so if they can bring back those results, that's a good user experience, um, and, and they're, they want to promote that. Uh, what they don't want to do is promote systems that can be pranked or, or manipulated. And, and therefore, when we talk about using this sort of technology, it's not just the creation of original content, it's back to the hub and spoke, it's its distribution of that content into other websites, which are a form of due diligence that Google's using because th those sites have reviews as well. So using this sort of video interview to enhance your Google rankings through demonstrating that you are a domain authority in your subject knowledge with original content, that's not seen as black hat SEO? Absolutely not, and in fact, uh, when you look at the, the volume of videos that are reviewed and watched on YouTube, there are a lot of product reviews and product demonstrations being done by people, uh, and by owners and developers or designers, and, and that's actually well-respected quality content. So, in fact, it's, uh, it's just taking Google's advice and doing what they recommend to publish fresh original content and to do it frequently if you want to be seen as a domain authority. Yeah, it's not good enough, um, which again is built in or baked in, if you'd like, to Google's algorithm. It's not good enough to have this conversation once and then walk away and say, oh, well, Monty is a domain authority on, on how to uh, get ranked in Google using video. 
you need to go beyond that and continue to provide fresh content, uh, you know, on a monthly basis, uh, at least uh, to demonstrate a commitment to the, uh, the subject matter and the topic. Monty, is there a frequency of putting up new content that works well? Can you do, you know, 60 second clips once a day or once a month or do you do, you do 10 minutes? Is there, a, is there a minimum size that works well? Is there a frequency of fresh content that works well? Yeah, that's an excellent question and there's multiple answers to it. Uh, in the first instance, uh, Google used to highly recognize blog posts and things that had a, a volume of 450 to 550 words. It's now coming to the point where they're looking for more like 1,250 to 1,500 words. They, they want a longer, more in-depth dis, uh, discussion about a particular issue. So the, so the volume is going, the volume of content needs to be increased. Uh, and since that's happened, the frequency has probably gone down a little bit as well. Lots of people used to blog you know, daily and or weekly. Uh, if you're doing a longer, more in-depth analysis, it doesn't have to be as, as often. So 1,200 to 1,500 words is about a seven to 10 minute video if you're taking a transcript. Shorter than that's going to be not as effective? Well, no, actually sometimes portions of that seven might be able to be extracted to, to kind of fit in the TV commercial volume of you know 60 seconds, give or take a little bit, which is the, the type of content that wants to be consumed on platforms like Twitter and, and even Facebook, where the longer content is, is um, as a transcription, might end up on a LinkedIn type profile, or the whole narrative as a podcast on iTunes. And then again, the whole video with or without slides on something like SlideShare. So the content can be repurposed and chopped and changed for different platforms. As a consumer of YouTube videos, um, I like quite short ones because I have the attention span of a, of a teenager. So, you know, um, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, two minutes is probably long enough for me to go, yes, I'm interested, no, I'm not. But I guess uh, one of the, the ways that that works for me is that quite often YouTube now will play part one, part two, part three of a video, all of which are only 60 seconds long or a couple of minutes long. But from a, from a viewer's point of view, if you just let it go, it just auto-reloads the next one and auto-reloads the next one. Wayne, I think as human behavior changes and, and more and more of us consume content on our mobile devices and whatnot, this is clearly something you and I, as uh, creators of this content, can experiment with. Chop it up into part one, two, three, and four, and then we'll be able to look at the YouTube statistics to determine how many people are actually going to the second, third, and fourth video. Excellent comment, uh, but I think the behavior of the user changes. Can we talk a little bit about the technology we're using here today? Because, you know, I'd like to think that uh, consumers who are seeing this will be saying, wow, look at that, there's a million dollars worth of equipment in doing that video, and that's way beyond the way I can ever do things. So can we just, um, first of all, point out that uh, uh, you're in Brisbane, Australia, and I'm in currently the Philippines, just north of Manila, but can you sketch in the, the technology that we're using? Yeah, um, effectively, on, on my end, Wayne, I'm, I'm just using my standard, uh, in my case, I happen to have an Apple uh, MacBook, and so I'm using the camera that's in the MacBook. I'm using the microphone that's in the MacBook. 
Um, the only other thing I've added to the equation is I've, I've actually have purchased uh, less than a hundred dollar green screen to sit behind so that we can infill something behind me rather than my boring uh, office wall. Um, but, but so the, the total technology and of course the software we're using, I'll let you talk about that and multi-viewers at the same time, uh, is basically free or at minimal cost. And I'll just point out that uh, while Monty's been waving behind him there at the spectacular modern office in the background, right about now you'll see when we stop superimposing that, it's in fact a green screen that, as he said, he purchased for less than $100. And similarly, behind me, there's just a wall painted green because I'm, as I said, in the Philippines in my studio. Um, but again, we're using quite simple technology. It's a webcam, um, nothing complex, a microphone, which is sitting just off camera. In fact, if I just raise it a little bit, uh, there's the microphone just there, which is just sitting off camera. So I'm not using a laptop, but Monty is. We also then, Monty, take this content of the video and turn it into a whole raft of other things. The software that we're using, it's no great secret. We're using Zoom. It's a service like Skype. It's one you can buy over the internet. It's not particularly expensive. Um, I guess the, the secret source that we do, if there is one, is how we take just 15 minutes of your time as a CEO and convert that into a whole suite of spokes to go with the hub and spoke model. Do you want to sketch some of those in, Monty, or should we uh, enumerate them? Well, I, I think I'll put together a list of the, the distribution channels that we, uh, we promote to. Um, Talkers FM, YouTube, Apple. I mean, we'll put that complete list right. together. Uh, and, but and the reality of it is, um, often domain authority uh, individuals, myself included, we're busy. Um, and I can take 15 minutes out of my day to have a chat with you. And by the way, it doesn't matter since we're using any internet conductivity, whether I'm in Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, or Perth, we can still have this event. Uh, and, it, and it's easy and it's not time consuming. It's the back office that happens afterwards that isn't fun, particularly since we need to be doing this on a regular basis. And I guess uh, I'd make the point that once we've had your time for 15 minutes, all of the other things, the podcast, the slide deck, the transcript, all of that's done by staff here without taking up any more of your time. And the next time you get to see it is when you want to approve it for publication. Yep. And over time, I've, uh, I've gotten to the confidence level where very little review is required because the quality of the, the work and, and the own editing and review performed with your team is such that I don't need to spend much time on that. And part of the secret behind that is that we don't ever add words. We're not writing stuff on your behalf. We're simply editing what you've had to say into smaller and smaller pieces to go on various formats right down to Twitter at 140 characters. Yep, absolutely. Monty, it's been a pleasure having you with us today. Thanks for coming to talk to us about uh, uh, Hub and & Spoke and about um, how that can be used in SEO. So I guess this idea of using YouTube videos to become a domain authority and recognised by Google as a domain authority in the Hub & Spoke model is the way which you see the future going? 
Absolutely, Wayne, and I and I think we can say with confidence because we're recording this in uh, in February of 2016. I would suggest by the end of this month, if if people were to Google uh, hub and spoke method uh, YouTube videos for the hub and spoke method or or video Q and A for domain authority, um, these these search terms will in fact result in in some form of this content showing up on the first page of a Google search. That's really quite remarkable when you think it's 15 minutes, it's, uh, it's, it's two guys putting this together, and even that's enough that given two or three weeks, it can make number one page out of what will be a 40 or 50,000 term result. Yes, absolutely, without a doubt. Monty, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to chatting to you again in the not-too-distant future. Thanks, Wayne. And uh, I'm going to be reposting this on AussieWebConversion.com, my, my, uh, a different site from just AussieWeb, our local directory. And you'll be able to see this. You'll be able to see the resources that we publish to. Uh, and you'll also be able to conduct your own searches on Google so you can verify that the methods that we talk about actually work.